mean, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you there was some major endorphins scratched when I got to go to the mall and replace all the things that were stolen. Oh my God. I bet bet you were high for a minute. Oh, bitch. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, and the emails, all the online ordering I did, the confirmations, I was like, oh, I don't know. I want to go to the Santa Anita Mall so bad. Oh, well, don't go to well, the Cabazonia. You just make sure you cover all your fucking goods before you go into the mall with your blankets, you know, like we're taught as Mexicans. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tony Soto Show. Uh, my name is Tony Soto. Uh, joining me is Maxwell Esposito. Reporting to you live from Mars today. And we have Diana DeLuna. Reporting you live from my kitchen that looked cleaner until I got on the Zoom. <laughs> Maybe I need to angle it better. Oh, uh, just show me that washer and dryer so I can live in envy. So I can just sit there and because I have to do laundry after uh, this today. And the last thing I want to do is cross the street today. <laughs> oh, it's not even in your building. No, 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 no. It's across, but it's it's across the street. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not that terrible, but you know, I'm I'm privileged. Um, hi guys. We took a Hi, week Tony. off. How are y'all feeling? Did you did, did we did we miss the show? Always, you know, I miss our group therapy session. I even listened to the last week's or the last time we recorded before we recorded today, just to be like freshen up, make sure I knew what everybody was doing the last time we saw each other. Yes, it's like everybody's the same. Great. <laughs> no change, no change. Absolutely not. No. How are you, Maxwell? What's going on? I am so good. I am thirty years old. Yeah. I uh, I had a fabulous birthday. I released, recorded a song, and made a music video, which was such a fun project to do. Um, for those of you that missed it, I recreated Chris Jenner's recreation of "I Love LA" for her. She for her thirtieth birthday, she wanted to make a music video. So I was like, for my thirtieth birthday, I need to make a music video. So yeah. I made an iconic video to a banging song about me. It, well, I mean, listen, you know, I'm probably the first to be annoyed by you. And I loved it. I thought it was a cute we little loved number. It. I love it. I mean, I, and, and full disclosure, I mean, thank you for putting me in it. <laughs> even though, <laughs> even though I missed the deadline on submitting, I saw that Diana made it in. She got her, uh, she made the deadline. I did not. Okay. Well, just she- barely. <laughs> I didn't think that many people would send me videos, so I wanted it to be a lot more cuter videos of all of us outside because uh-huh. like we've all been inside so it'd be cute I was like oh my god I'll show us all at the club and stuff ha 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 but no everybody has sent me videos so I had to I had to use them all because they were all so adorable yeah I mean people <laughs> said they loved me so I had to use them so but it was so cute and I mean it really is I mean really I, I can't wait to see adorable. how you look when you're 60 so when you do your 60-year-old one, so we have 30 years. I mean, I don't think the environment's going to wait for us. So I think we'll probably be dead before then. But do you think I'll still love poppers? <laughs> <laughs> like by 60, Are poppers still sustainable? Be- <laughs> 
Oh, you know, I asked one of my friends how to get rid of them because, you know, after a while they do just go bad. So I had like a bunch in my freezer and I was like, what do you do with these afterwards? So listeners, if you know what to do with poppers after they're not good anymore, like, let me know. Yeah, What's you the probably, shelf you probably life sh- of a popper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not I don't, of I don't a know. popper, mom. <laughs> I mean, if you put them in the freezer, they last longer. But yeah, I mean, they do like eventually like not hold their potency. So how long's the life of a popper? Quit taking the pot. Quit taking the pot. What's the shelf life? <laughs> Typically, as long as it stays not on the floor for me. I mean, I you know I'm not a popper gal. We've talked about it on this show a few times. I have I, I had a bottle of poppers here for company because I'm not a savage. For and uh, and uh, and someone uh, hit it, and they're like, "These are fucking bad." And I was like, "How do you know?" <laughs> I mean, because when you're breathing them in freshly open, it's probably still not good, you know? So, no, but there are good ones. There are ones that just hit your brain right. I have ones that I like to take to the bar, and I have like ones that I like to keep in the bedroom. I love poppers. Jesus, girl. When we find out that that's the reason you have tumors, we're going to fucking be real sad. <laughs> we're going to be real sad about your tumory head due to poppers. But we had fun on your birthday. We had we a little did. key. We smoked we the did. big we old smoked, joint. That, that was a real time. joint. Yeah, girl. I thought that was a prop. No, Taco, no, Taco Bay is inappropriate. He like pulled it out he was like yeah here this is your last gift and he was like for when everybody's here and like, did he oh. make that where did you it was a cone that? yeah it, it was, was a, a cone it was a but, cone. but it was their weed it was i mean it was chock full wow. of their weed and, and see the thing is is like i i mean it's the novelty of it is cute i look at something like that like i'm like oh my god we're wasting so much pot <laughs> you know what i mean because it, it they just don't burn right you know something mm-hmm. that big a novelty just isn't going to burn right but it was super fun to hit it and it was super and, and we're all like it actually did kind of surprisingly hit pretty well i mean it yeah and i was quite tickled at how phallic it looked i loved watching you guys put that big thing up to your lips and suck on it uh, in my <laughs> living room like sitting here by myself you know me and taco bay are bored here turn into a dirty old man at 30 huh look at you you creep i've been spending too much time with you you're like one of the only people in my pod these days so you know i'm like it's rubbing off you talking about michael s's blonde hair last night who is michael s do we know him i last Last night was too stressful. I didn't get to pan the audience too much. I didn't even see who was there. So we had learned the words, bitch, uh, last mm-hmm. night, Diana. And uh, there, um, there's this, I don't even know. I don't think they're from LA. Honestly, there's this one person who is just gorgeous. Like just a beautiful face. A nice little picture to see every month. Um, but they've started showing up at Learn the Words, bitch. And I'm telling you, I cruise this guy every month. But this month, he's blonde. And I was like, oh. oh. And then so my, like, literally, uh, Meatball's texting me. She's like, what's Michael S's story? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, girl, I don't fucking know his story. I don't even know who he is. But thank you, Michael S. If you listen to the show, you're very handsome. And I am a sure thing. So <laughs> if you're into it. Um, hi, Diana DeLuna. Hello. Diana, I feel like it's been months since we so spoke. So long. So long. Um, I'm almost, I'm so close to being vaccinated. And until Yay. then, I, I am just, just trying to get creative. I've been going on picnics in the park. I've been doing three mile walks. 
around Pasadena every day. Not every day, but a lot of days. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. am just needing to get out of this house. So you're one shot in, right? So you I'm got- one shot in. I get my next shot on May 19th. Or no, no, April 19th, which makes me immune by that first week of May. Yeah. So are you doing the Pfizer, the Moderna? What, what I'm doing Moderna. She got the Dolly. Okay. So I she did. got I Project got Warp Speed. Okay. She got Project I Warp did Speed. Have, I did have some side effects, but you know what? Worth it. Yeah. Worth yeah. it. <laughs> Maxwell, did you get the Dolly? I got the I got Pfizer. I got yes, Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer I, elite. Can I just I'm talk only laughing Pfizer. because you I just listened to the last t- episode and we we did cover all of this. Did literally. we talk about this? Oh, we did. Ver- verbatim. You said <laughs> oh, we got, the, got the dolly. Project Warp Speed. You did add last time. You didn't like that Project Warp Speed. I don't. So I'm, I'm a like, Pfizer elite. I'm a Pfizer elite. Look. It was just, it's very funny. So I was Prior. <laughs> did I this. mention my side effects? Because I didn't get side effects until like three days after my shot. I think you had just gotten it. I yeah, think I think it. I had just gotten it. Because I thought, oh, this is, I just have a sore arm. And then like three days later, uh, I got hit by a truck. Yeah, I had Taco grumbly Bay tummy. was really bad. I had grumbly tummy um and a headache right uh but 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 i'll tell you i did feel I, i'm telling everyone go get whatever you get get whatever mm-hmm. you get but once i got that pfizer in me i felt way better than all of you <laughs> I was like yeah i got that pfizer Ugh. but anyway <laughs> i digress speaking of walks um i took a six hour hike over Easter break oh, on work. Easter actually in honor Weird. of Jesus's rising um Where'd you go? What trail? He's in Aries now. It was somewhere um, around Santa Anita. So it was. So San Gabriel Valley. It was super wildernessy. Like there is a trail, but the location that we were going to is a waterfall, Devil's Gulch or something. And and that to, to get to that spot, there is no trail. So you're taking a trail because it takes you to like some bridge or something. It's like and the other side of Eaton Canyon. Like yes. Eaton Canyon's the one where everybody can find it. And then the devil's whatever is Gulch, like the yeah. other side. It was, yeah. I devil's, fell in the- It's in Azusa, I just Azusa, thank you. Yeah, Azusa. I fell into the river three times um, because you cross back and forth. Like it's one of those hikes. So- it's a 12 hour hike. Or a 12 mile hike. 12 mile hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was three hours there, three hours back. And I'll tell you, my body said, stop it. (laughs) My body said, you have no business doing any of this shit. You are 41 years old. Like, who the hell do you think you are? Oh, yeah. Those are your hips talking. And they don't talk, they scream, they yell, and they get really mad. So, but I remember when like something like that was a sense of accomplishment. I was like, yeah, I just fucking crushed it. I, was so irritated by the end of <laughs> just, I mean, after I got home and cleaned up or whatever, I kind of reflected and was like, yeah, girl, way to get out there on Easter and not just sit around and eat burgers and hot dogs mm-hmm. all day. But I'll tell you, there was a moment there because, you know, I've been watching a lot of Naked and Afraid. I was like, oh, no, 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 I would not be able to live here. But I was like, this is running water, so I think I could drink it. I think I can drink it, right? Because if it's running, you can drink boil it. it. That's so I funny. would boil it. 
But no, I think you boil it if it's still. Like if it's moving though, there's a good chance. I would boil any water. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I've watched enough seasons of Survivor at this point. Just always bring your glasses. What mile would you say that it was that you really started getting the I'm ready to go? Um, probably the moment we got to the gulch, like actually the payoff point. Cause you know, when you get to the payoff point, you're like, oh, cause all right. I'm sorry to the person I was hiking with. I'm sorry, Frank, but it wasn't really an impressive waterfall. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like one of those ones that you're going to stand under for a majestic photo, you know, but it was. You live in Southern California. Why would you expect a waterfall to be beautiful here? It's a drought. There's it's dry here all the time. Well, it's, it's snow runoff right now. So it, it, it flowed. It was, it was, it was a waterfall. I mean, the river was moving, but it just wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a Hawaii moment. You know what I mean? Well, you're not in Hawaii. So I guess that's. <laughs> I mean, you're in Southern California. I would just never expect majestic waterfalls. That's why I'm like, girl. I never expected you gotta waterfalls. You got to go to Oregon for that shit. I never expected. Oh, no. I love Oregon for that shit. And honestly, you don't even have to hike but an hour to get someplace with some falling water. You barely Florida. have to hike. You just got to walk you know, out of the parking lot. Yeah, go to where there's some trees <laughs> the and bridge. you're like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> have you um, seen Niagara Falls? I've never, I've never been. No, 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 no. I would no. like to see it. I That's would like to my see it too. List. Yeah, I would also like to see it when it freezes. Oh. Does it freeze? It does freeze. I'm sure, it's it's, the East does Coast, it stop yeah. flowing? I mean, I don't think completely. I don't know if you can actually stop that much water 100, but I think that, yeah, it definitely freezes to a point where it's still. Yeah. Word. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, speaking of pretty cool, guys um it's april it's april it's the month of april and uh, i can't <laughs> honestly um uh california is apparently going to be reopened Open. in june 15th um and before you california folks go patting your back on a job well done that's not true. <laughs> we failed. And so that's why we can open. Remember that we failed. And that's why we can open because I walked, I walked up to old town on Saturday and there were so many people drinking on the sidewalk. And I'm ashamed to say I'm holding my husband's hand and both of us went, that looks really fun. <laughs> <laughs> looks so awesome. Doesn't it? I mean, I, I, no one, no one wants to get into a public space more than me. I feel that yeah. now, but uh -huh. also I'm just like, I, and and I feel safer now here since everyone who's literally got it, got it, and died or lived, who knows. <laughs> So I feel better about it now, but we still have 28 states where it's going up. So, and those fuckers like to come here for vacation. So let's just Although they won't out. be allowed to Disneyland. You have to live in California to go to Disneyland. So fuck y'all. That's right. I really want to do it. I, honestly, we, we, we should plan a, cause we can start making our uh, reservations. I think on the 15th of April. Oh, uh, if we don't already have tickets, but I would like to go. Um, but anyway, um, I've decided now, I don't know if you know this listeners, but I host a plethora of podcasts, you know, with the Tony Soto show. And of course the gay power half hour, the political one. Um, and I do a monthly podcast that is also a live podcast that we do on zoom called queer slam. Queer slam is a storytelling podcast that is open for storytellers, poets, and I'm super proud of that show. I think that queer, the queer community um, needs spaces, even during pandemic, where we can get together, share our thoughts, um, 
however we want to express them. So Queer Slammer is a great place. It's, a, it's an open mic. Anyone can sign up. We also have amazing headliners that perform. And so for the month of April, I've decided to showcase Queer Slam. By uh, each week, we will have a headliner from uh, one of the past episodes of Queer Slam. We'll do an interview. They'll perform a piece for us. We're not going to be doing listener questions this month. I know, but this will give you all time to get your questions in at the TonySodaShow.com for May because we're still doing them. We're just taking a little break from them right now so we can give a platform for some queer performers. You know, let them... I don't know, tell a fucking poem. I don't know what they're going to do, guys. I don't know. We're all going to figure it out together. But Entertain me. Entertain it's gonna us. It's going to yeah. be a surprise party. It's going to be a surprise party. So let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to start up. Why not start off with our most listened to headliner from Queer Slam? We have Rebecca Steele. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. And like I said before we went to break, guys, Queer Slam, I love it. I host it. I think it's important. And so I want to showcase it this month. And so what better way than to bring on some of the headliners that I've enjoyed uh, throughout the time that we've been doing this podcast. So first, I would like to bring on our first guest. She's from Rhode Island. She writes poems and stories and songs and too many text messages in a row. She has performed at Youth Speaks Curiosity Showcase, Lambda Lit Fest, and the AIDS Lifecycle Talent Show. She is an educator. She's fucking fabulous. Let's give it up to Rebecca Steele, everyone. Rebecca! Hi, welcome. Hi. To our humble abode. Excited to be here. Welcome to the Tony Soto Show. Thank you so much for coming here. Now, I've gotten to know you through Queer Slam. Uh, Tell us just a little bit about you. Like just if if we're complete strangers, what are some things that you like to tell about yourself? Wow. Okay. Well, my name is Rebecca and I am a writer and a teacher and um, my favorite color is orange. I love karaoke and I'm horrible at it. I'm a true believer in um, doing things you're bad at. And trying <laughs> Me too. To I do podcasts and stuff. So I gotcha. Hey, don't say that. You're great at podcasts. Um, yes, I'm a true believer in doing things you're bad at. I got a cat during quarantine. I am very passionate about queer books for kids, especially ages around eight to 12. Um, so I've been, I'm in grad school right now and that's something I'm studying pretty intensely and I'm trying to write my own and, uh, I've been, yeah, spending a lot of time in my research cave of quarantine. Well, let's start real quick with your pandy pet because a pandy pet is definitely, uh, a, a task to take on. Um, what, what Maxwell wanted to know what you named your kitty. What did you name the cat? His name is Benji. Benji. Now, do you live? Do you live alone? Have you been isolating alone? No, I actually have a roommate, and um, because this is a gay show, I think I should tell you that I met her 
because we both hooked up with the same girl. Love that. And now we are best friends and it's amazing. And I recommend wait, it. Wait, where's the girl? Where's the girl that you guys shared? Anywhere? Somewhere else with another girlfriend. We love that. See, this is the kind of shit that I think that now, I don't know, do you identify as lesbian or just queer? I don't want to ever assume, but I'm like, good with lesbian, queer, gay, any of those. Okay, like this is the thing because, you know, we're all uh, uh, queer and queer adjacent within this group, but you know, there's always such differences between gay men and queer women. And literally, you just told us one of the most faggoty things I've ever heard. That's something that men say, listen, if you see two guys that are best friends and they're gay, they probably fuck, <laughs> at least somewhere. And so I just feel like we've made some common ground right now, Rebecca. Yes, I agree. And I actually think that's really interesting that you say that because I, so when I first came out, I lived in Nashville. I didn't know any queer people. Um, and I thought that like gay male culture was just queer culture. So I didn't, uh, know, I didn't know about lesbian culture at sorry all about until, that. I, until I, no, no, don't be sorry. But I was like, okay, I don't know if I can be, I don't know if I can be gay. Like I'm not obsessed with Lady Gaga enough. Um, Maxwell's I, feeling attacked. I don't, what? I don't, I you don't have a freezer full of poppers? I don't, um, I, I would go to this gay, <laughs> I would go to this Nashville gay bar called Play and be like, what's wrong with me? Like, I don't, Side to Side by Ariana Grande does not do to me what it seems to do to the rest of this room. Oh, that's a bop. Um, oh. <laughs> that's much more like a personal choice. <laughs> but I do, um, now I, I love gay culture and I love lesbian culture. I've been getting into Phoebe Bridgers because my sister. Yeah. So that's, I feel like very lesbian, but I also love show tunes. Um, Which is also know, very I, every LGBT person. Yeah. Now are you, are you, li you're living in LA? Yes. Obviously you're living in LA because you did Queer Slam Live. Of course. I, I'm sorry. I'm smoking pot. Um, but you're from Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so give me the, give me the, uh, the, the moving from Rhode Island and how you got to LA. Cause I, you just mentioned Nashville. So was it Rhode Island, Nashville, then LA or? Yes. I lived in Connecticut when I was really little. Then I lived in Rhode Island. Then I went to college in Nashville. Then I moved to the Bay and just for less than a year. And I, then I drove down here and I've been living here for two and a half years. So were, when you, when you left, um, did you, did you leave in, in hopes to be on a queer pilgrimage or were you closeted super in, uh, in Rhode Island? Like, when did you realize, cause I, cause you were mentioning that you're like, well, this, isn't really me these this seems very like not what I'm into like what was the oh I think I'm queer what was that where did that come oh, from that is such a good question so um when I was in Rhode Island I had no idea I was gay because I didn't know any gay people I just thought my very intense friendships with women or girls at the time were just friendships alliances I, we call them I, alliances right Diana wrong. yeah yeah it's Diana very, calls them alliances I, yeah. I thought it was jealousy I Catholic school um Yes, I went, I went to a pretty conservative high school. I thought my crushes were jealousy. Um, and then I went to college still not knowing. And my freshman year of college, I had a best friend who was a very close best friend. And we still never kissed or anything, which is crazy to me, but we had sleepovers like three nights a week. We did everything you would do 
it like we were we texted 24 7 we we would tell each other like you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life oh, we would oh. like walk in this park like holding hands and we thought it was straight like that's how oh. little like, so wait then, were you stripping dudes at the time like were you still like were, was, were, you, were you just like I I'm straight and apparently I'm just I just don't like penis like I guess I like, was um I just thought I was like a very good half Christian <laughs> <laughs> um so I um uh, yes I was dating guys um and ignoring them and being a really I didn't know men had feelings at the time um I also didn't know what it was <laughs> Max looks a little Maxwell looks a little bit upset about this no oh, don't worry Maxwell doesn't have feelings no actually that's her <laughs> face when she listens so you got you got oh, her okay. attention okay 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 so I so I so yeah so after that year, um, I went home for the summer and I missed this best friend so much that I was like every single day, just all I could think about was her and like when we were gonna get back, when we were gonna be together. And I like flew to see her, she lived really far away. And then like nothing was like it was, like nothing was the same. And that whole year I was like having a heartbreak without knowing it was like, without having words to call it heartbreak. Yeah. So I was just like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so upset? Like every time I saw her and I would have all these conversations with her where I'd be like, something's changed about our friendship. She'd be like, I feel like it's fine. Like, I don't really. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, so... this is, I God, this is like, just so, are you from a small town? Like, are you from a small town in Rhode Island? Kind of, it has like, like 16,000 people. Yeah, now, but but 16,000, I mean, I don't know. I'm from, my town is 8,000. And you were like, so did you, you just never saw gay people? Like you never watched? There was never like a connection when you were younger that you were like. I, I don't know, I. It's crazy to me because, I, and I only ask this because you're not the uh, first person um, to tell me this. And I'm just like, I knew from the moment, <laughs> I just, I knew, you know? And, and maybe if I didn't know what the name of it was, I knew, I knew. So, yeah. uh, but, but like, it seems to me that there are, in your case as well, and more of cases than I, because people have told me that they just don't know. And that blows my mind. Yeah, so I just assumed like whenever anyone else talked about like crushes that they were just like, oh, like I like that random physical attributes or like a friend. Like I didn't, I didn't understand it because I'd never experienced it. And I didn't really, um, like I didn't watch that much. That's like, I wasn't really allowed to watch TV. I read a lot of books, but none of them were gay. That's why I'm so passionate about that. But I also think that's another difference between um, like gays and lesbians a little bit is that if like two guys like, if a guy's like feminine at all, or like if a guy like touches another guy's hand, everyone's like gay. But like I was like, I was like cuddling with my friends, telling them I love them forever. I could have been making out with them in the middle of school, and people would be like, "Wow, like great friends." We ladies get away with a lot, yeah, in our female friendships. And yeah. so I just think like I never made the, I never connected the dots, and I I wasn't happy with any of my like high school boyfriends, but I was just like, oh, everyone complains about boyfriends. So I'm just like everyone else. And I guess you also, and I, you know, I, I pardon my ignorance on, on how this is gonna be worded, but I guess you also don't look like what people would perceive a lesbian to be, 
in that time, like during that time, yes. like you're, you know, you're flawlessly feminine. And I mean, even if you put a backwards cap on, you're probably still flawlessly feminine. So funny you say that. Cause I went through a phase, like right when I came out. So I came out like after that friendship breakup that devastated me. Um, I finally, I actually kissed a girl in a bar, but it was like a random girl I wasn't attracted to. And that set me back like another year because I was like, Oh, I guess I don't like girls because I didn't like this one girl um wow. but after I she's finally, a thinker this one's a thinker she uh, thinks well I feel like I didn't think for years and then I thought a lot um, <laughs> but but once I um once I figured it out I was like I have to like I went through a phase where I tried so hard to look gay like I really tried and it's I, I couldn't I just, because like, because you thought that that's how you had to present because, I thought that because, would get me a girlfriend you thought that you had to display butch in order to get, yes. what, are, are you attracted to, to more lipstick gals? Um, is, is that the, the reason why? No, at first I did think that, but that's not, I honestly don't think I have a really specific type. I like, I like more masculine and more feminine girls, so. You're emotional. Um, you have a, you looking for that emotional connection. Yeah, yeah what's your sign? Know. Tell, tell DeLuna what your sign is. She's what just dying to is? know. What do you think it is? What is, what? I, I see sunny Taurus off of you. Am I right? I wish Tauruses are my uh, favorite. Um, yeah, I'm me Virgo. too. Oh, okay. Um, yes. I'm a so Virgo. what does that mean for her, Diana? She's a Virgo. Tell her, you, Diana, explain Rebecca to us. Well, I'm, I'm I'll, not I'll tell you more. Yeah, Virgo, you tell me more. Virgo, Pisces, Moon, Libra rising. This is not What's Your Sign podcast. You need to be asking this to uh, Lisa. Shout out to What's Your Sign. We love you, bitches. We love them. Would you say that, uh, Re Rebecca, that like as you've embraced your queerness, that maybe you have gotten a little more flexible? Uh, uh, because it sounds like it was a very analytical journey for you to get to where you are. It was. And that's actually funny because I used to always wish that I could have just like, had a girlfriend, like had like a, you know, had a, a hookup and a secret girlfriend and then come out. But it was like all me, like I, it was all me just like in my head and reading and thinking about it. Um, but yes, I think that ever since I came out, it has freed me to be flexible and free in so many other areas of my life. Like, I'm like, oh, you don't have to follow the rules. Like I broke one rule and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna break all the rules. Like, why do I have to, like, I realized that no one, like if you break a rule, which like, obviously like being straight, it's like a societal rule, whatever. Once yeah. you break one and people are like, and you realize like, oh, these are the people that are gonna be like annoyed about it or weird about it. And you're like, oh, that's so not bad compared to like how good it is to actually like be doing what you wanna do and be, Yeah. and I don't know, that kind of showed me like, oh, I don't really need to follow other rules either. And now I'm like pursuing children's book writing yeah like, let's wow. get into that like because you're an educator you're an educator out here in los angeles and um you 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 know i'm a i do drag queen story hour so like i think it's very important that you know there be a queer visibility when it comes to children and children's books why is that important to you i think it's well first of all i just absolutely love reading it's my favorite thing and it's um it's also weird because I'm such an extrovert and I'm never like having alone time, but I listen to audiobooks like every single day. I'm reading like three books at once all the time and I'm always in so many different stories. And I just feel like the connection I get when I'm reading is like so, like with a book is so much stronger than like so 
pretty much any other connection besides like in person. And I don't know, I've always just loved it. Like ever since I was younger, I've been like writing books since I was like, since I could write. I have like all my journals since I was eight. I've kept a journal every day since then. Um, Oh my God. <laughs> I, I read all of my old journals and they're hilarious. They are very gay and I just didn't know. But, so would um, you say that, would you say that maybe your journal could make like a, a, would be like a, could be a movie or like a TV show or anything like that? Like, I mean, that's a long documentation of, of someone's life. It is, but I think like the fictional characters I made up are a lot, I make up are like a lot more interesting than me. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I'm just a normal person, but I get to make up. I also, I manifest things with, when I write, I, process things when I write. One time I accidentally manifested thinking I had asthma, which was a really bad, like I get so into my characters that I, whatever happens with them, like I, I like wrote a, um, one of like the books that I wrote was about a girl who like dated a car, like a girl who was really into like carpentry and stuff and like building things. And then like, I met a, I got my first girlfriend who was into that. And I was like, that's cause I wrote that. But um, I will I also, say I just took a quick look at my star map, and the first thing that comes up for Virgo is uh, analytical and overly self-critical. Oh no! Yeah, Virgos so don't have a great reputation. Look at those old journals. <laughs> look at okay. the signs. <laughs> but yeah, basically, like once I got so into my character that my character had asthma, and I like asked my friend who had asthma to like tell me about it, and I got so into it that I actually thought I had asthma, and I went to Kaiser. And I was like, I feel like I can't breathe. And they're and like, your lungs are fine. You crazy. No, they actually, yeah, they, they did like little, fucking little Virgo. Thumb, they did a little thumb thing and they were like, oh, you, you have enough oxygen. And they were like, have you been like focusing on your breathing more? Like, have you started like meditation or yoga? And I was like, no. And then I was like, but one of my characters does have asthma. And she was like, sometimes people just think too hard about breathing. That's so fascinating to me. Okay, well, so as, I, go, go sorry, ahead. I feel like I didn't answer your first question at all. Um, why is it important to me? is because I think queer representation in books is incredibly important. And I'm also just doing it because it's fun because it's like what I love. And like, even when I'm doing something else, I always am writing something on the side. I'm always writing a book. I've written like six books now and none of them are published because I'm not ready yet for that, but I'm just gonna wow. keep doing it until I feel like one is ready. Wow, <laughs> that, that's so, okay. Well, let me ask you as an educator, yeah. um, do you, do you think that you're more in tunes to LGBTQIA children? Like, uh, do, do you see them easier? Do they see you? Yes. But, I feel like, like I see them. Because I think about, you know, I mean, I'm very grateful for like my high school theater teacher, Deanne Jones. I felt like she was very influential, but she's the only, she's the only educator that I can think of or remember that I felt actually saw my queerness and connected to me on that level and to know because what you you teach young children right i teach second grade right now which so is to I, have to, to to have someone on that that can see you at that young of an age i couldn't even imagine how beneficial that would be for a young queer person i i really hope it is i almost wish i had a wife so i could be like my wife my wife but um i do i did make sure that i found a way to come out to them my, I, I work at a pretty liberal school and we did this thing called like the identity project. And one of them was about like family structure. Mm -hmm. And one of them was about gender identity. And then there was like also like character traits, religion, like all those kind of things. Um, and when we did the gender identity one, like half my class wrote down that they're non-binary. So I was like, okay. So I use they, them pronouns for like half my class. That's, 
That's astounding to me. And like, not because I told them, I did not, I read a book, I was completely, um, I like, I wasn't like, oh, it'd be really cool if you were non-binary. Like I'm not non-binary, I'm a cis woman. Um, yeah, no, I just think it's gonna get to a they, point where the kids don't fucking care. That's like, the, the mean, gender is a non-issue. My partner is Go ahead, the leader of the Gay Straight Alliance at his club. And he also has mentioned that through the digital era that like kids just call each other cute now. Like boys will call each other cute in the chat. Like, oh, you look cute today. Like, I mean, even if they're not necessarily like- oh, I love queer, that. I love it. That's literally the life I, the only life yeah, I ever wanted like to really live. It's really cool how what? much, like how the internet has like opened up their mind and their idea to all that stuff. And yeah, like he says, he learns stuff from them all the time, the kids in the Gay Straight Alliance Club. So yeah, it's, it's really cool that you have that well, because awesome. I know for a while he didn't talk about his queerness in school and has started to incorporate that more. And that's awesome because I mean, who better than your teacher to teach you about queerness yeah who yeah. And, and and also and, and still to like um uh still to care and openly uh uh want to educate your straight students as well you know what I mean like right, it's like right. because yeah. I definitely have teachers who singled me out when I was because I was gay and was meaner to me uh oh, because of, well girl it was the 80s so what can you yeah. do you know we were backwards so the books like I mean, I, I understand like the, the, any, everyone's journey to get somewhere, but like, which one would you start with? Which book would you, if you could publish, what book would you publish first? Well, right now I'm working on um, one that I've, that like I've revived. So most of them, I wrote the whole thing. And then I just was like, I never want to look at this again. That was a fun experience, but we will keep that over there. Um, and then I've only, like I've revised, one other one besides the one I'm revising now. And I'm working with like one of my graduate school advisors who writes in the same um, genre. Like she writes the same stuff that I do, but not gay. Um, and she has been talking to me about like trying to help me get this one published. So what's your genre? Um, middle grade. And then right oh, now okay. I'm doing, right now I'm working on a novel in verse that's queer and it's realistic fiction. Oh my God. I wish you all the luck. You're yeah, going to fuck. You're going to, you're, you're going you're gonna to do so many fucking things. I can feel it. I, I yeah. just, thank you. Just, I appreciate don't, that. Just don't be critical of yourself and just listen to people when they say <laughs> you're fucking good, because listen, I wouldn't say that I think you're good if I didn't think you were good and you're fucking I know good. you wouldn't. Um, and I will never forget. I did a poem about this toxic friend I had and I was going to pick her up at the airport. And Tony, you were like, I'm so glad you didn't pick her up at the airport. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, I was like, Tony said I made the right decision. Cause I was like really struggling with that decision. I was like, I was joking around about it, but you know, when you joke about something, but you're actually kind of struggling with it. And you were like, you better not. First thing people say is the first thing they want to do. All right. They're <laughs> always just gauging the waters. Trust me as an observer. I know, um, you know, well, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back. You're going to actually, uh, share some of your work with us um and honestly after just talking to you we've, we've gone over um because i just think that you're fascinating and um and i'm so happy that we chose you for our first guest this month because you are the top listened to headliner episode uh for queer slam so really? uh, also i can't i didn't know i was first either so yeah, um you are first yes yeah. so uh and so i was like 
obviously people are already tuning into you. So, you know, this might be doing us a little benefit too. So thanks, bitch. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Rebecca is going to perform for us. We'll be right back. Thank you. Tony Soto Show. <laughs> All right, we are back. Um, now, before uh, we let Rebecca share some of her work with us, um, this is a month where we are showcasing Queer Slam, the podcast, which is an open mic storytelling uh, show that I do here on Zoom now on the fourth Monday of every month. Um, you can follow Queer Slam at queer.slam on Instagram. But I want to hear from you, Rebecca, about like your feelings about Queer Slam. Well, Queer Slam is the first place I went to when I moved to Los Angeles. I moved on a Wednesday, or I moved on like a fr Thursday, I think. And then my dad was there. We packed everything up. He left. It was my first night alone. And it was, I think it was when you did it on Sunday nights. Because back, we used to do it on Sundays. Yes, yes, um, I, yes, yes. Briefly. Like like two years ago, two mm -hmm. and a half years ago. And I um, I watched there because I live in walking distance from Akbar. And I did, I went my first, I performed. And afterwards, I met my best friend here, Noah, who was also performing. And they said that they live also in walking distance to Queerson. We realized we're neighbors. On the, we lived on the same street. Now they moved, but... So Queer Slam brought me my best friend. Um, I also got asked on a date after that first day of Queer Slam and I, it ended up being kind of weird, but you know, um, oh. it, it helps the ego when you move to a new place and you get asked out regardless of how it goes. Um, so Queer Slam, Queer Slam very much, um, like Queer Slam like is Los Angeles to me. It is like community to me here. It's my queer community. And every time I go, I love that. There, I love the range of ages. There's people telling stories about being gay in the '70s. There's people who I don't think should be legally allowed to enter the bar, and I don't know how they got in. Um, <laughs> as in, there are people who are very young and people who are very old, and it's uh, incredible to have that community and come back every week. So I hope more people come. And why? Yeah. And also, it inspired me to host my own. I hosted my own um, like queer storytelling thing with a friend who has like a life coaching business because I did Queer Slam and I felt like, oh, like this is such an incredible thing. You should do this with your little online community too. Because it is an open mic. And so, and because it is such like still a baby show on Zoom, um, you know, I just, the whole point of this month was to get headliners and presenters um, to, to share their stories so that way, if if you are listening out there and you're a queer writer or storyteller and you want to share your work in a safe space, Queer Slam is the show to do it. And so now we're Wait, can going- Can I add one more thing? Of course. I, I wanna add that you, it doesn't matter, how, like you could have never written a poem before. This could be your first poem you've ever written. You've never shown it to anyone. You should still perform it at Queer Slam. Like Queer Slam is a such, a community that's so um, just welcoming. As long as it's emotionally true, it's amazing. And you will get all the support that you want. As long as it's true. Absolutely. Well, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and uh, give the floor to Rebecca Steele. Uh, so share some work with us. Hello again. Um, the first poem I'll read is called Hate Letter. It's a very rhymy poem about someone that I never actually dated, but I was obsessed with. Hate letter. 
I hate the way you blame dumb things you say on your horoscope. I hate that you buy kombucha and then get mad that you're broke. I hate how you say that I can't play pop music in the car. And then you quote Ed Sheeran once you've taken off my bra. I hate those hanging dice in the mirror of your Camry. I hate that you send me articles on why to not eat candy. Honestly, you've got no place to tell me to regret my Froyo when we both know that's not your last cigarette. And on that note, I really, really hate your blue light vape. And I think smoking hookah is so 2008. And I hate how you're so damn proud of your Samsung phone. Wow, it charges and plays music and will probably explode. I hate your feather back tattoo. Yeah, it's basic as hell. And that deodorant you wear might save the planet, but it smells. I hate that you think you're better because you don't eat cheese or meat. Being vegan doesn't count if every other day's a cheat. I seriously hate that you cried when we broke up so that somehow I felt bad for you while I was getting dumped. But most of all, I hate that though it's been half a year, I can't hate you. And I guess I should probably be more clear. I hate those dice because they remind me of that time you lost your keys. And while we waited hours for AAA, you told me you liked me and smelling smoke makes me think back to how you'd try to make me cough and how I never would admit that I thought it was really hot. You brought that vape back in July so I could breathe while in your car. And I remember driving aimless, watching fireworks from afar. And I can't even drink kombucha because it makes me think of you. And the first time that I tried it and spit it out outside Whole Foods. Your tattoo always reminds me of that time you fell asleep and I traced it with my fingers until I could barely breathe. And the first time that you kissed me, I'll never forget that, was right after I remembered to get you a vegan wrap. I still turn off the radio when Ed Sheeran comes on because when I played guitar, you used to ask to hear his songs. And even though I've always thought that horoscopes were dumb, I believed you when you told me that you said we'd fall in love. So I guess I'd wish you'd call me on that stupid Samsung phone because I hate that I'm not over you and I'd love if you came home. All right, my next poem is called After the Methodist Church Decision. And I decided to read it today because we've had a recent Catholic church decision. Um, and it's just about being mad that the church has so much power over how people think about queer people. After the Methodist Church decision. I was nine when I became a Christian at Bible camp in Texas, where we wrote letters to our future husbands. And after a week, the counselors asked us the big question, do you invite Jesus into your heart? When we said yes, they gave us beaded necklaces with our names on them and sang to us that we were going to heaven. I know now that they didn't love me unconditionally, but it felt real to me. Like I was part of a club where no one had to die. I see why people like it. It feels like when I come home before my girlfriend and get in bed and she wakes me up with warm hands, kisses on my head, I know it might not be forever, but it feels so damn good to believe. I was going to a church called The Belonging when I realized I was queer. They were a sea of beanies and blue hair, East Nashville hippies who cared about you until they didn't. Until the pastor told us that if we're same sex attracted, it's not our fault. It's just a side effect of assault. And if you think you weren't assaulted, you probably repressed it, but it's okay. You can pray and suppress it. I'm beelining for the exit. A boy is crying there, says he feels himself healing and we help each other breathe. When I talk to the pastor, I tell him I don't want to heal. He says, I'm just desperate for intimacy. I agree, I do really want a girlfriend. He says, I'm trying to align myself with a community. 
I agree again. I want more gay friends. He suggests celibacy. I, I want to say, you give up sex with your wife, then we'll talk. But I just laugh uncomfortably. He tugs at his striped button-up shirt. So I ask, what about intersex people? Who can they love? He says, what's that? I tell him and he says, that's sad. I don't realize how mad I am till later that day when I'm trying to use the CVS self-checkout machine and it won't give me my receipt. So I slap it so hard, my hand stings and I want to scream. You know what's sad? That some guy who knows nothing about our community, who knows one gay person, me, gets to make a decision that could put queer kids out on the streets. It's sad that my student who's bi and only 17 was forced to sing in the background while her pastor made the announcement that she would never be enough for the church that watched her grow up. It's sad that my friends were sent to conversion therapy. Some people will do anything for that necklace with your name on it feeling. I still find myself talking to God, though I have no idea if he's there. Though every prayer feels like I'm faking it. Every song sounds like an accusation. And if he is there, I doubt he'd listen to someone like me. It's sad that they made us feel like imposters for wanting to love and be loved, for just wanting to believe. And my last poem is called, When You Wait. My girlfriend and I are making out in the CVS parking lot when she stops me and tells me it's almost 10, that my mom will want us back with the aloe vera and medicine she sent us out for over an hour ago. No, I say, and set off the windshield wipers of our rental car, wrapping my leg around her waist, trapping her, and thinking how she feels like an apricot soft and sweet and my favorite color. How she tastes like the first time I tried champagne before I'd ever had a hangover and wondered, it would, and wondered if it would lift me like Charlie, high off running through a magical place he'd only ever seen on TV, his heart too wild to resist a fizzy lift into the sky. I lay in her lap as she drives us back. She talks nonsense about how a manual is almost too easy and there's nothing good on the radio and do my parents like her? I'm not really listening. I'm just thinking how I haven't told her yet that my mom won't let us share a bed. She's already moved a twin-sized cot into the room I share with my sister. But when my girlfriend sees it, she tells my mom she likes the tiny flowers sewn into the comforter. She brushes her teeth with my little sister and in the middle of the night, I still my, my pounding heart and sneak into her bed. She turns in her sleep and tucks her hand under my Taylor Swift t-shirt from 2007. And I'm thinking how 15 is the gay 23 or 60 or 92 or however long it takes for you to get to a place where your girlfriend tastes like an apricot and not some sort of revolution or revelation or statement. I'm thinking of how I spent so long wishing I could fall in love in algebra two, not on an app or in a dark room that my first time was after prom, not in the closet of a dive bar with an Ariana Grande song and an angry bartender as background music. Wishing I could tell someone about a crush and they'd say, ooh, not, oh. If you're gay, you know what I'm talking about. But now I'm 23, bringing my girlfriend who's 30 home with me and my mom is treating us like we're 17. Not because she's scared of us, but because she knows that's what I need and because she's never gotten to do this with me. Since I spent so long thinking love was something made up to sell movies, so many hours Googling if at 13, at 19, at 23, it was too late for me. But now I wake up as the sun rises to sneak back to my childhood bed. And when I kiss her good morning, I think it tastes better when you wait. And there's no law saying I can't still be impressed that my girlfriend's good at driving. 
No reason I needed to understand the love songs on Taylor Swift's first album the first 300 times. And if you go back and watch Willy Wonka, grown up with new eyes, you'll see that Grandpa Joe had the best time of all. Thanks, everyone. Yes, <laughs> give it up for Rebecca Steele, everyone. Rebecca, I mean, you're you're amazing. You're, you're amazing. amazing. You're 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 just the way that you put it all together is so fun to listen to and the message is there and I wish you all the success in the world and want to thank you so much for coming thank on you thank you so much for having me on the show it's been so incredible and Maxwell and Diana thank you for being here too it's been so fun tell people where they can find you on the internet so they can support Please. you um my Instagram is Rebs Steel, so it's r-e-b-z-s-t-e-e-l-e -E -E. and my TikTok is Reb Steel without the z <laughs> oh she's a tiktoker uh, it's been a while but it's it's a fun time on there yeah i, I mean i get a lot i i watch i'm a i'm a watcher you I'm can not create a, a tiktok though you should uh, try it honestly you know every young person says that to me and uh it's because you have hope in the world still and um Right after they congratulate him for being funny. Yeah, I was going to say, we had a full circle. Tell him how circle, good he'll be on TikTok. We had a full circle conversation right now. Oh, guys. Jesus. Yeah. What a good time. I love this show. Um, uh, Diana. Uh, Diana, D, triple E, Luna on Instagram. Don't look for me anywhere else. Don't do it. You'll find a porn Don't do star. it. She's nowhere. Uh, Maxwell. You could find me on Instagram at Maxwell Esposito. You could find me on uh, Twitter at me underscore LGBTina. Maybe I'll bake something this week. I think it's time. I haven't in a while. I've taken a break from baking. So yes. when are we going to stop taking a break from millennial moments? Oh my God. When my brain stopped hurting. <laughs> Maybe too many edibles. Mm. That, I mean, <laughs> I just turned 30. It's been a full spiral, remember? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, listen, listeners, if you like the Tony Soto Show, uh, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to it. Rate the show. Leave a little comment about it. That's always appreciated. I do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey line anywhere podcasts are streamed. Uh, of course, Queer Slam every fourth Monday on Zoom. Follow them on Instagram, queer.slam. Uh, Colby Holt will be our last guest of the month. He is the actual creator and producer of the show. So uh, super excited to chat with a uh, friend of the show, Colby Holt. Um, I, oh, there's going to be a new uh, uh, Your Monthly Moons coming next week. So that's going to be new on Patreon. Please subscribe to our Patreon uh, at the Tony Sutter Show. It's $5 a month. You can see old episodes of Learn the Words, bitch. You can see uh, Your Monthly Moon. You can see old episodes of Millennial Moment because we haven't had any new ones. Um, you know, I'm the Tony Sutter Show on literally everything. I heard you, Timer. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Oh, we have a Survivor recap. Oh, shit. We have a Survivor. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to it uh, uh, today, which is Wednesday, uh, you we're doing our Survivor recap tonight for episodes six through nine right six through nine because we yes. did not do six through nine last week so um so, long. so tune into that that's live we do that live i'm the tony social on everything we'll be back next week bye, bye.